0: What's going on, brother? What's going on?
1: Yeah, man, just chilling, man. Uh, you yeah, got three topics that I wanted to talk about today uh, that I think a lot a lot of people can relate to, and people don't want uh, in their past life. You know, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, um, everybody can't go to the top with you, um, having multiple sources of income, and uh, living in your truth. All right, cool, 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 yeah man, so we'll start off on uh you know everybody can't go to the top, which you know a lot of people can and um a lot of people will when they when you first hear this topic, you will think you will automatically think of somebody that's rich, you know what I'm saying, but the way I look at it, I mean that's the extreme level, but i- I look at it from every every uh demographic, so you know, whether you're making a, a couple hundred thousand a year, a couple million, or you whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you advance to a certain point in life and other people, you know, it's not on the same thing you on it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even have to be that people have to be on the same level as you. It's just that, you know, they have to be, you know, striving towards something or not being, you know, a distraction or, or a liability. Right. And, and, you know, it's a lot of things where, you know, people feel obligated. And I look at this all the time, you know, with rappers, you know, and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a, a dude might get signed. They might give him about a half a million up front and he got a whole entourage, about 30 people. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm like you know, I ain't saying all these all these people could be real friends. You know, I am I ain't saying that you ain't got thirty friends. You know, what I'm saying right. that that could be true. Exactly. But it just but it just like you know, it's only so many jobs that can go, and then whatever you in, if you're a boss. So it's like you know, if you're a rapper, for instance, you got you know your people that's over you, like your CEO you know, your label people, then you got your your right-hand person going to be your manager, then you got your security, then you got your people that probably that go out and help promote and go get shows for you, things like that, or on the streets, uh, networking features and things like that. But there's only so many jobs that can go around. And, you know, so a lot of people feel obligated, you know, uh, or feel entitled, you know, well, uh, if they've been around you for a while and uh, and think that you either supposed uh, – that you owe them something or just feel like, you know, hey, you're you supposed to do this, you know what I'm saying, or anything right. like that. And it's like, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with helping people. But, you know, like I always say, you know, when when I become a millionaire – I ain't saying I want to help my friends out, but it's a difference than giving somebody a handout versus somebody coming with an actual business plan of them having uh, or them trying to make some money on their own so they don't have to
0: ask you for their money no more. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it makes full sense. I agree, like what you said with the rappers, you know, we always, you know, we black, you know, we can be honest, so we speak on our folks and we know how our demographic is, you know everybody feel entitled. You said that word and it, it always strikes a nerve, it strike a nerve with me because everybody do feel entitled around you, especially in our community, you know, not saying it doesn't happen in different communities, but our community a lot, you know, like you said, about you got, you got an entourage with you and it might be 30 friends. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to use your analogy. I love it. It might be 30 friends and not to say you don't have 30 friends, but it, how many jobs can you, you know, give out as a rapper, For example, to 30 friends. I don't think you can get with 30 friends on the payroll unless y'all, you know, unless you're thinking bigger, you know, unless you're thinking of, uh, you know, maybe different sources of income, but we can get to that later. But, you know, for the most part, you know, the whole entitlement, that's that really, I really like how you elaborated that. You know, I I agree with that for sure.
1: And, uh, And a lot of things, you know, it's just, you know, uh, that everybody can't go to the top with you. It's like, you know, everybody got their own journey, you know, like with somebody, you know, good at sports in high school and they got a real shot to go to the league, you know, once they get in the NBA and things like that, you know, you're going to have your circle of people that you're going to have around you. But, you know, sometimes you grow apart from people. And uh, and it's not not, not to say, you know, a person – did nothing wrong because they couldn't did nothing wrong to you. You know what I'm saying? I just on two different wavelengths, you know, I'm going in this direction. I'm a professional ball player and you still in the neighborhood, you know, you might either just be a nine to five worker or not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, eventually, you know, if somebody's striving towards something, and they accomplish something big as far as either being a rapper, being an athlete, owning their own business where they're making a lot of money, things like that, you know, uh, if you not either, you know, on the same wavelength or encouraging them or things like that, or just waiting for them to, you know, to hand you something, eventually y'all gonna grow apart, and a lot of people can't understand that, And, and, and unfortunately, that's how a lot of you know, backstabbing or murders happen because a lot of person, you know, a person can reach a certain level of success, and then once they cut somebody off, you know what I'm saying, or they grow apart from somebody. Now this person mad and hating on them. Now they, now they either want to go after them in a in a hurtful way, try to hurt them or do something to them. You know, and uh, I know Boosie says the realest thing on the interview, man. He said, you know, uh, nobody is going to hate you more than where you're from. Because he said when he moved from Louisiana to Georgia, he said, I can ride in these same cars and do the same thing I did back home, and these people just don't ask for an autograph because... You know, they admire stars, you know, when you come from a small town or where you're from in general, you ain't got to be a small town. You know, you got that person that was in that same third grade class with you, that same middle school class with you, and now they become hypnotized with hatred. Now, he said, when they stop, he said, when a person stop hanging with you, don't think they're not talking about you. You know what I'm saying? He was like, they. he said, now, he said, now you got rich. Now they want to now they want to uh catch the people behind you and sit back and talk about you.
0: Right. Right. I mean it makes perfect sense, you know. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less than my hometown. You know what I'm saying? You know I speak the truth, you know what I'm saying? Like w- back in my hometown is the same thing. I'm same thing about your hometown. Like you said, that person that went to school with you, you know, that person that saw you grow up saw you get your first car saw you didn't buy a car you know saw you get some girls saw you didn't get girls you know people always know a story about you so I don't never I never expect the home team the hometown to show love I never do there's no need to and I think that's a rule of thumb for people that go out here and try to create their own platform try to create you know their own wave or what they want to have you know what they want to be successful in you have to Become a martyr. And you know, you have to you have to work hard for it. You know, and and one thing about it, you have to forget about the hometown. They're not going to support you. It's people that don't know you are going to give you that raw and authentic love before anyone from your hometown. Like I, I go through it right now. I deal with it literally about once or twice every 90 days. Prime example, I made a post dealing, you know, with the Will Smith thing and Chris Rock. And Honestly, I felt I I put it on Jada. You know what I'm saying? I felt, you know, like black men are protected. So why Jada ain't protected black men? And the first thing somebody did was they commented on the post trying to expose dirt, you know what I'm saying, about my life. You know what I'm saying? Just expose lies. And I was like, well, dang, you didn't even talk about you know what the post was about. You just wanted to be an asshole. You know, so I don't 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 you expect nobody from the hometown to support you at all? If you do get some support, that's a surprise and take it with a grain of salt, because I do believe in if you're not if they're not hanging with you anymore, they're probably talking about you. And I look at things in good faith. So I honestly believe that you talking about me in a good way, unless we fell out in a very negative, bad way. I believe that you're talking about me in a positive way, you know
1: yeah man uh, I completely uh agree with that because you know you know I went through it you know going to the military and mm-hmm. uh, exactly and and, go, and um uh transitioning out the military and being you know uh involved in the stuff I do now as far as you know doing security for a certain high profile people mm-hmm. being, being around certain people things like that you know. Uh, you know, you pass people up. Um, uh, you know, as far as you know, income, um, income, money bracket, things like that. You know, mentality. Yeah, yeah people have a sour taste in their mouth, and it's like you know, it's just uh, I wish it wasn't like that because you know, while people have to uh, look at themselves, you know, you don't have to have millions of dollars. To move like you got millions of dollars. Now, now let me explain. So if you reach a certain level of success, you can be, you can own a beauty salon, you can own a barbershop, have your own security company like me, uh, podcast, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. It could be anything. You can be selling lemonade. And once you become good at it and you start excelling at it. You have to treat yourself as an asset. So that means that, you know, you can't put yourself in certain environments. You can't think it can cause harm to you to where it's going to um, um, bring harm to you to where you're not going to be able to provide for your family anymore. See, a lot of people take their take mind off the main goal. So a lot of these rappers get killed in their own city and it's like, all right, you already gonna succeed You 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 got the big break. You got signed by the deal, you making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars a year. And you let yourself be be open to get killed where you should have been moving, you you should have been treating yourself as a business. You should have moved away from people that you know that's not for you, or around certain environments as far as the hood, you know, that's not going to be beneficial to you and put yourself in certain demographics of where you know people either going to be happy for you or you know they're not going to be trying to harm you because they're making just as much as money as you if not more.
0: Man, e, and- you can't say that, E. They're going to hate you for that, E. You can't say that because then they're going to take time to go be around the white folks. They're going to call you a sellout. And, you know, I, and I totally agree with you but you know they're not going to like it. They're not going to like that. Because you told them so that's the truth. you need to surround yourself with like like-minded people. You need to, it don't matter what the race is, but you know we, you know we speak to our community because that's what that we know. that's the people we grew up around. and yeah man, I, I don't think they're going to like you for that one, but I totally agree. you hit the nail on the head. You have to surround yourself around like-minded people, and you also have to learn that like-minded people are also not going to be your family. You know, sometimes you got to learn that the top is going to be your top. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to set the roof or they let the, they like to set the standard for you in their head. But they got to understand, a lot of people don't understand that you eat every day the great. You got your own top. You know what I'm saying? You got your own standard for what's greatness. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people will set, they'll look at the top and this is the top. You should be here. Uh Yeah, you should be there, baby. No, this is you know, this is where I want to be. And, you know, a lot of people have to realize that when you're going into making big decisions, even small decisions, we can call them all decisions. If you realize that you have to create your own level of success in it, when you look at the levels of it, like, well, I'm going to start here. Let's look at me, for example, when I got out of the military. You know, I went to, um, I had to get foot surgery. I found out that my metatarsals and both of my feet were broken. I don't think we even spoke about that. But um, I had to get foot surgery. I had to learn how to walk again and everything. So from 2014 to 2016, I couldn't walk. You know, I held a job for probably like 90 days, bro. And, you know, that shit was hard. You know, depression really kicked in. But one thing I realized in my downtime was whenever I can walk again, I have to start. It's not like I'm going to take a PT test going back in the military. You know, my career is over with as far as military got to move on to something else. So what I did was I like cars. I like cars a lot. So I went to Valvoline, you know, you know, Valvoline, oil change, you know, we run oil changes all day and it's beautiful. I learned a lot of maintenance things. a lot of preventive maintenance to keep your car out the shop before you got to spend a bunch of money. So I said, well, I'm going to go, you know, Valvoline, did the Valvoline thing, got the assistant manager. I was like, man, that ain't the top for me. And, you know, prime example. My mom, she was like, yeah, you're an assistant manager, man. That's good, man. You make good money. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's all you need. And the first thing I was thinking, like, yeah, that's great, but I want to be the store manager. I want to have my own store. Or I want to make it a store manager, and then I want to buy some stocks so I can own one of these stores in the city. You know, some people, a lot of people don't understand. If you set the top for yourself, it'll keep you on track. It's just another tool to keep you on track. If you set the top for yourself, don't let other people dictate what success is to you.
1: Yeah, man, and it's like you know, uh, you know that everybody can't go to the top with you. A lot of people don't learn this lesson because I, I see it all the time. I see people, I know people personally that makes hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and they're not entertainers or nothing. They just just know how to hustle you know what i'm saying and right they get it and uh they have a lot of people around them and i just sit back and observe and i'm like okay if this person become real big than what he is now how many of these people authentically want to be around this person just for him or what he can provide for him right because you know you gotta you gotta you gotta do percentages, bro. Like if I got 20 people around me and I make thirty million dollars tomorrow and I become multimillionaire. I gotta think out of these 20 people, at
0: least 10 to 15 of them ain't gonna, gonna keep it solid. Right, right. You only gonna be keep probably three to five out of that twenty. So, you know, and a lot of people will just, you know to
1: a fault, be like, oh, everybody coming with me, when it's like in reality, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, let's bring the finances into into, into uh, the equation. Okay. Let's say if you're a rapper, let's say you get signed for half a million. This is January, so you already half a million. You don't make a half a million already. It's the first month. Let's say you start doing shows. So you making, start now. you probably making 30, 40,000 a show. Let's say you're doing three, four shows a week. So four okay. shows max a week. So you're making hundred twenty thousand a week. So that's two forty. That's four eighty a month. Oh, so yep. you so you you have four eighty a month. Four hundred eighty thousand a month times twelve. That's five point seven million.
0: Five point seven. Yep, about six million. So let's say,
1: let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's, say you, let's, let's, uh, bring in the screaming. So, you know, let's say you made another 4.3 from screaming if you're a real big artist. So, let's say you brought in 10 million for the year. Right. People don't know, people don't know. Let's say you got 20 people around you, you had 10 million for a year, right? And you get, let's say you got, you got two kids, you're a single man, you got two kids you know, two baby mamas, and you still got your mom and, like, you know, a couple siblings, things like that that you want to take care of, too, that's in your immediate family.
0: So... Right.
1: Niggas don't know, like, for every million that you make, 350000 is already gone for
0: taxes. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, for $10 million, you, you you probably want to go take home
0: between five or six. So, yeah, I mean it isn't it uh yeah for people that make a hundred thousand a year, aren't they paying like forty percent? Or are they a little bit lower? They like twenty percent. Yeah, taxes between the millionaires thirty like
1: it's it's between
0: thirty-five to forty percent. But right. Yeah, you very accurate. Yeah, numbers that sound about right. <laughs> so, so
1: so it's like, you know, you were at five, six million tops, you know what I'm saying, if you got a good accountant. So, we're not even bringing up, you know, normal living expenses. You know, say, for instance, your bills probably ten, twenty thousand a month. So that's one hundred twenty thousand going a year just on utilities, food, things like that. We're not even talking about the people that you gotta pay. You gotta pay your manager. You gotta pay for uh, if you got security. You gotta pay for security, and you gotta pay for uh. Whatever comes, with, you know, being an artist, you know what I'm saying. Paying for features, you know, paying for promotion, for you to keep getting bigger. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. So, right. And you got all these other people that you're bringing on. So, if you if these people not helping you bring money in, or or they just constantly taking from you, you know what I'm saying. Of a bill. Eventually, eventually you know, you you gonna fall under because you know. Just like in the NBA or an athlete or a rapper, or anything, everybody has a run. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. run, that, that run, will last forever. You know, even like uh, you can think about Jay Z. Like Jay Z, one of the biggest artists ever. Yeah. You know, but he wasn't that. He wasn't. He wasn't hot every year he was in the game. He 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 went platinum. You know, whenever he wanted to drop. But you know, we had you had you had Lil Wayne, you had the Drake, you had a lot of people that was making more noise, even though he was making more moves outside of the music. But right. you you know what I'm saying? So when you got that run, you have to maximize making more, the most money and saving the most money as you can because you're not gonna always be making, you know, uh, eight figures a year. You know, you might, you might, you might when you cool off, you might go down and make it three, four million a year. And if right. you still, and if you still got two or three million of, of expenses that you can cut out, you know what I'm saying, just on BS. You know what I'm saying. You know you're gonna eventually go broke. You know what I'm saying. So
0: <laughs> right, and I mean that's just you just you're just gonna self destruct. You know, and and basically what you are saying is. You don't need no team for the most part. You don't need you don't need no no baggage. You, need, you don't yeah, need, you, no need you need a team, but you don't need like a like an excessive team. You don't you need, don't need an entourage. There we go. We can we can separate team from entourage because the team is the people that are productive. That's your manager, people like that. So the entourage. You don't need the entourage. You know, and security is in the team. How about that? We put security in the team category. And everything else is entourage. They're just extra bills, you know. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you you know, using rappers as an example. And hell, you can use, you can use, hell, instead of using rappers, hell, you can use just simple people like us that probably, man, you can use a Walmart worker. You can use a Walmart worker, man. You can use somebody like, it's like stocks. you going to have your, you're going to have your spurt where you might go six months where well, that's the large, that's the most profitable six months of your life. You know, it's like stocks that might be riding for like two weeks and then it's going to level itself out. And then you're going to find yourself, you know, where you would be for the next 10 to 15 years. or you know, 20 years, however long you plan on doing what you, whatever the plan is, you know? So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty clear that, that everybody can not go with you to the top and honestly i don't think no one should go with you to the top until you get there and whatever that top is that you set when you get there then you can look back and reach but until then there's no need you know you can listen to anybody tell you that you forgot where you came from you know or you 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 working for the white man whatever that be but, I mean. but I no one can go with you to the top. Until you get to the top, whatever top that you set. You have to set the goal, you reach it, then you reach back and pull people up. You know, I totally agree. You you're spot on with the numbers. You can't argue with the numbers.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So we'll transition uh to the next topic, man, having multiple sources of income. So, you know, I had a conversation with an OG probably about like a year and a half ago, uh, one of my mentors, you know, and, uh, you know, he's, he was in the military. He was a captain. He got mad boarded. And, uh, you know, he stays in Ohio right now and he's a millionaire just off. Uh, he, he got out the Lord or he got out the military, came a millionaire off of being a privacy attorney. Uh,
0: so, uh, did he work uh would, would, did he work in the Deers program, like with uh, the the attorneys and stuff in the military? You say he was a captain? Oh no,
1: he didn't work with them in the military. He was doing something else, but he just got out and pursued that and he just He
0: went to school and everything? Or you know? Yeah, yeah, he went to school okay. and everything. Oh, that's ambition. That's hella drive right there. So, you know, I
1: talked to him probably uh at least two or three times a month and uh One thing he told me, you know, that was true, and he was like, "You on the right path, and you know, you pretty hard on yourself." But he was like, "You shouldn't be as hard on yourself as you are." But he was like, "You know, having one income is too close to having none." Yep, I agree. Yep. So, so he was like, "You know, you got your nine to five job or whatever you do that's your main source that pays your bills," but he was like. You always got to have something else to invest in what you have a passion for because the goal is not to work for nobody forever. Like your 9 to 5, or if you have a good 9 to 5, use your 9 to 5, whatever you can save to invest in what you really want to do until you get to a point to where you're making money off of that and you're able to uh leverage off and not be able to work for that job no more. And uh, you know, uh and I always been like this. The whole time I was in the military, you know, like even when I was at uh Fort Campbell, you know, I was either selling cars, you know, we used to go to parties, things like that. And uh you know, I do the security now, then it's podcast, and then I got uh just random stuff that might come up but you know um, like I tell people all the time you know like uh, having multiple sources is real important like you know if you look at all the people that became uh, millionaires or even billionaires you know they all they had something that they had a passion for that got them in a position to invest and other things that put them in a whole different financial category. So you'll look at uh, Jay-Z, for example. He probably only made $100 on mute. Right. But his passion, uh, you can see it in the way he lived, his work, his business. So he liked, you know, uh, working structuring deals to make money and things like that, you know, entrepreneurship. So he used his, his influence and what he had a passion for as far as the money. And $100 million is a lot of money. A lot of people would have been content with that. But, yes. you know, he used that and invested into other things like real estate, liquor, all types of things. And now you're a billionaire. So, you know, you just have to, you know, a lot of people are, especially in our era, bro, like we caught the first end of it because we was in High school when the internet
0: really took off, but yeah, two thousand what nine ish? I was that was my ninth grade year. I graduated two thousand twelve. I mean, um, I'll, yeah, the internet really took off around like late middle school, early high school. You know, oh eight, oh nine. That's when I really was in tune with the internet, and it took off from there.
1: Yeah, because uh, you know, with this this screaming era, man, this is probably going to be the most profitable era in the history of man because you got so many different ways that you could make money now like people get you got podcasting you got people making music you got people just doing it ain't gotta be a
0: podcast people just doing youtube channels blogging their life blogging their life blog your life i mean my girl does it i mean my girl my girl does it right now like she you know and that's that's what I'm working towards. You know, when we get this house in about probably six months, like man, that's that's all she wants is a nice kitchen. You know, <laughs> like you know, happy wife, happy life. You know, get her a nice kitchen, and that's what she wants to do. She wants to pursue, you know, cooking videos and stuff like that. And I'm totally that. You know, and people like us, you know, honestly, is, is for a rule of thumb for people that listening this. People like me and you that been in the military and thought to go to the military because it's a safe, it's honestly a safe route for you not knowing what the hell you're gonna do with your life. You know, if you just need some time to figure out stuff, I go to the military. If you don't mind listening to somebody and getting some discipline under your belt and learning things, and you might pick up what you really want to do in life while you're in the military, which is what a lot of us did. And take this if you don't take anything. You know, you need to have a backup plan. And, you know, there's one thing that I honestly didn't have set up. You know, I didn't have a backup plan. So when I realized that I was going to get out of the military and I can't go back in because my feet messed up, and yeah, this is not right. So, you know, you got to create space. And I say that to say this. When making decisions at a young age, is you know, we're almost 30 now. You know, you got time, you know, like you said, your mentor and the captain told you, don't be as hard on yourself. And I literally stand by that every day. I try. I stress. Anxiety kicks my butt. Depression is real. Like mental health is something you really need to focus on. So don't be hard on yourself. You make sound decisions. You're going to fail. You're going to expect to fail. You got to expect to fail. And you just bounce off him. You know, you bounce off him and you make sound decisions and you take care of everything. So, you know. The having multiple sources of income is of course, like you said, the podcast and you have blogging your lives, you have like you said, people doing music and people aren't even looking to be mainstream with music. They're just looking to create a fan base that'll support them. You know, if you can get a cool five million people out of the world that love your music, you don't need to be on no big label. You can do your music just like uh I think what Starlito and Don Tripp, the boys from Memphis. You no, know, I th- I don't really think they was that from mainstream. But they were just very well known. It's like the whole Tennessee loved them, or like the whole South loved them. You know what I'm saying? That's like at least, you know, 10 million people. <laughs> you know, you could just create your fan base and whatever that may be. And this era is super, super overwhelming. You know, you have mobile vendors. Like, um, have you ever heard of the, um, I've been seeing a lot of ads talking about, um, Online vending machines. Have you seen that?
1: Um, no, um, I haven't seen the online vending machines, but I've been thinking about getting into the the vending machines because uh, yeah, they're not that they, bad.
0: they not that they, they, they really cost efficient. The they're not as much as you think. You, you know, they, they,
1: yeah, I seen a dude. Um, I got
0: this thing on my
1: phone, and uh, it's this dude. He's real popular for the vending machines. He became a millionaire vending machines. He said you can get he said he, he uh his first vending machine, he was making nine thousand a year just yeah. off that one one machine because he was like, you know, uh if you put it if you get lucky and get get in a hospital or a gas station or wherever, you know what I'm saying? He was like, You gotta think about it, you know, everything in there ranging from a dollar to two fifty at the most apiece and you yep. got a building with
0: over 200 people in there, at least 10, 20 well, people are gonna go to that vending machine. Here today. today, probably more than that. You know, say use Louisville for example, or Nashville for example. You know, we're we're close to hospitals. Or I got Tenova down here in Clarksville, which is only 30 minutes from Nashville. So, yeah, that you got thousands of people that walk by that vending machine. You never know. Yeah, all you need is. 20 people to touch it today. You don't even need that. That is passive income. Once you buy it, it's bought. Once you get the contract, you got it. You keep it stocked. That's all you gotta do. It's income. And the
1: uh and the ATMs. The homeboy said it only take a couple thousand to get an ATM. He got two ATMs. He's making a killing off ATM.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're exactly right. There's a but lot of you- th- Create passive income. You know, people work the nine to five. I love working my nine to five. I love working on cars, but I also want to, you know, I want to have a clothing line, or I want to, you know, I want my fishing channel, my, I want my YouTube fishing channel to get some traction, and you know, I'll be able to branch off, and I can come to Louisville. Me and you can get on a fishing charter. You know what I'm saying, and get some nice content. You know what I'm saying. I like. There's so many ways you can create passive income. <laughs> passive income you know and it's fun you could do you always got to shoot for things that are shoot for things that that are going to make you challenge yourself you're going you know be you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and i say that again you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and you know you you'll make a lot of progress in life you know some things you'll get a whole lot of blessings and you'll progress a lot whenever you focus that's all you have to do is focus, man. And I believe in, you know, keeping some type of job. So what we're talking about, it needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Buy stocks. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm don't. i not saying go out and just spend. You don't need thousands of dollars to buy stocks. No, you, can, you can have $20 and buy some stocks. You know, create passive income. You can look at the stocks and study them. Notice that six months ago it had a spike. And now, right now, they've been down. You might want to buy. And then, you never know, six months down the road, that thing might spike twice as what it did six months before. And there you go. You buy $20 there, $5 there, $20 there, $5 there. Next thing you know, you might make 20000 Look at the Bitcoin owner, for example. I mean, the Coinbase, Coinbase owner that created the app that all the cryptocurrency is on. That young man is a genius. And that stock, whenever that hit Robinhood, I think it was at like, I think when that thing, when the Apple's gonna go public, it was at a hundred and something dollars, maybe two hundred dollars a stock or something like that, and that thing shot up to like four something. And just imagine that dude made over a hundred billion dollars. He became a billionaire, dude. Or oh, I think it was five billion something like that. He made over a hundred. Yeah, it was like yeah. I'm. It was a stupid number he made. Stupid. Like. So yeah, man. Multiple sources of income don't have to be big things either. You know, you can sell oils and shea butters. Let's be real. That's what I've been working on too. I love shea butters and oils and black soap. You know, you man, shoot, man. There's a lot of things you can get on to create passive income. Before you know it, you don't have to need. You don't have to. You know, work the nine to five. You'll be doing what what became passive income became primary income. Now you, you got rid of a 9 to 5 and now you went down an income. So guess what you got to do? You got to create another income. And in the midst of that a lot of our community have families. We have families so everybody want their son, their daughters to be in gymnastics and football and baseball soccer. So yeah man, Eric, you own it. I, I totally agree man multiple sources of income is the key to sustaining, you know, a work ethic, a strong mind. And it instills it in the people up under you.
1: Yeah, because, you know, uh, one um, thing that I wanted to go at with the multiple sources of income, you know, people don't realize, you know, you work a nine-to-five, you know, if you don't stay on it long enough to get a retirement, is, you know, you really doing yourself a disservice because, I mean, yeah, everyone has life insurance and you can leave your, you know, your kids or whatever, your life insurance policy when you pass away. But, you know, uh, we don't want to wait till someone goes in the ground to create generational wealth. So you you can have, you know, you could be working a nine to five, you know what I'm saying, say, as you work at the post office or whatever. And you might do hair on the side or you might cut hair on the side and you might get so many customers to where it would not even make sense to work at the post office or wherever you're working at no more. You could could double doing one. Yeah. You you can invest in your credit, take a loan out, get your own building. Now you can rent out all them chairs. Everybody got to pay to cut hair in your shop and you still making
0: money off your clientele that you had before. Yes, sir. You on it? Yes, sir. I love that idea. I love it. You remember? But, you remember was in uh, at Campbell when we used to go to get our haircuts? I think me and Jock used to go. I think you done came a few times. We went right there on Tiny Town. You know, an Asian lady owned that shop that Travis was at when they was cutting when we first met them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know she owned that.
0: Yeah, it was an Asian lady that owned that, and it was surprising that you said that. That's a beautiful idea, man. Beautiful. Cause people paying between
1: five hundred to a thousand dollars a month just to have a chair so they can make some money,
0: man, bro. So that's
1: also if you got ten $100. chairs in there. If you got ten chairs in there, you probably getting five to ten bands just off rent.
0: But give me a hundred dollars a week. You got you get a building and you put ten, ten. Uh, what they call them? Bar yeah. chairs. Yeah, you put ten chairs in it. Yeah, ten chairs, ten sections. Bam! You got ten sections. Man, shit! You talking a hundred dollars a week? Them boys, some of them people, some of them cut them. Them guys cut you. Let women in there. They do hair. They braid or whatever. Man, you talking a hundred dollars a week? Because I mean, think about it. You said invest in your credit. Take that loan out. You gotta, you gotta make it work for you. You gotta make sure you got a good deal. Them people gonna be in your shop and it's gonna go crazy. Hundred dollars a week. How about that? Ten people. Let's say you even only got eight people, but let's say you you maxed out. You ten chairs. Ten people, or ten barbers, whatever. Man, come on, dude. Hundred dollars a week. I take that thousand dollars a week. That's four thousand dollars a month. Maybe five thousand dollars a month on some some uh, months. Got an extra week. Shit, I take that. That's because think about it. you bought the building. You pay back the loan. You let them know how much you can give them. Think about it. You you lay down the foundation. I love that. So hell, you can take that. You give them people what. Uh, Two hundred dollars a month on that loan, and that bill your credit back because you pay back the loan over time. You know it looked good; it's in good standing. And then yeah. at the end of the year, you 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 get, you put a lump sum on it, pay five grand on a loan. You know, because you might bought the building. You might bought the building for what? Say you bought the building for thirty grand. You took a loan out for 60, 100 grand or whatever. Sixty, yeah, hundred grand. You bought the building for thirty to fifty. You put. And in it, you know what I'm saying? And so you know, people, you know, you can make things work for you. I love that idea. For barbers out there, that's a beautiful idea.
1: And the thing is, you know, uh way I was going at it with the multiple sources of income, you have to have multiple like if you got multiple kids, you gotta have multiple things for your kids to take over. Like, you know, whenever I have a kid for instance, you know. I wanna build this podcast and stuff up to the point to where, where it, when I get up in age and I can't be on this thing like I was when I was younger, to my my, my kid can run this for me and this can be an avenue for them to make money when they in their young 20s and young 30s. And just like you know, uh, and it don't even have to be we wanna be on a bigger scale where we're making millions, but if you're making tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands you know, they still stack up to a million at some point. So, you know, you gotta gotta stack you gotta stack, you gotta uh, go to brick by brick, you know, and uh, like I tell people all the time, like, you know, I'm not no flashy dude. I might be flashy every now and then as far as, you know, but I'm not no flashy dude, but like when I sit down and have a conversation with people, and I just be like, you know, this dude doing all that, but he's only making one source of income. You know, I was like, He's doing the most. But well, I got three sources of income. I'm making six figures a year. Yeah. And, and you don't see me out here, you know, just doing the most. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, uh, people just have to realize, you know, uh, it's good, you know, if you got one income and you got a degree and you make it six figures a year, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's a that's a that's
0: a low percentage of people in america so right right it is having and thinking that you're going to be set by time retirement age 65 to 85 or 65 to death i mean you need at least 3 million and that's just for you alone so with a family yes you need more than that you need some sources of income coming in a lot you know, definitely, because your kids might get running the camera or something like that. You know, you might take the podcast, not only from doing audio, you might go from doing audio and video, you know, and you hell, you never know what you might be doing years down the line with a podcast. Same thing for my fishing channel. Like, you never know. I might be going from state to state. You know, I might not have to work at Goodyear forever. <laughs> you know, I, I know I'm not going to do that forever, but I'm going to have a tire shop in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have the the, the tall ceiling garage. It's all about creating sources of income. When you find things that you like, you need to attach yourself to it and you need to make sure you build, you build for your family. Because my old lady ain't got to worry about this. You know what I'm saying? This is things I turn the kids on. I got two sons and two daughters. And is it's amazing that we even have the mindset. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's beautiful. You know, you don't even have kids yet and you're at the age that you're at. So, you know, for people that are listening you know, I, you know, we're 2 we're on two ends of the stick, but, you know, like minds, they, they attract, you know what I'm saying? Even though batteries are different. (laughs) So I like that of, of just creating sources of income to where you can literally lay back. You, you don't, no one wants to work until they die. That's very few people in this world, but we all know that the world just wants very obedient workers. And we need ditch diggers. I'm sorry, but I have to say, it. we need ditch diggers. We're, we're going to have poor people. We're going to have homeless people. But for the ones of us that have ambition and that we're going to strive for greatness, this is what you have to do. You cannot work you know, nine to five and think that you're going to become a millionaire unless you hit the lottery. And that's a very small percentage. That's a very small percentage. You know, you got the younger, you got the younger group. They're doing the Forex trading and stuff like that. A lot of people are getting money off the trading, the cryptos and and stocks and stuff. And that's all fine and dandy. But you want things that are very solid. And, you know, barbering, you're having trades. You know what I'm saying? Having trades and things like that. Carpenter work and things like that. Being able to build houses and stuff like that. Like, it's beautiful. Being able to fish. Things that are going to be around forever. you know talking, podcasting is going to be around forever. I'm sorry. that That's something that has been invented. It's been around forever, but it's been a wave the last, like, what would you going to say, eight to 10 years? Probably shorter than that, maybe five. Like, podcasting went out the roof because everybody wants to, you know, hear what someone has to say. They want to hear different perspectives. You know, everybody likes fishing. Everybody likes cars, racing. You know man, there's so many things. I don't think anyone out here nowadays, if you're not thinking multiple sources of income, then you need to regroup. You gotta get a venn diagram and you gotta you gotta start over because there's no way unless unless you do the school route and that's a low percentage like Joan said, like like he already said, there's a low percentage that go out here get a degree and make six figures a year. And you're still in debt. So go ahead. E. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Because you know, with the six figure still in debt, like I told somebody the other day, people be flexing with their degrees. Okay, let's say if you get a degree, right? You say you get a degree in human resources, and you walk on making one hundred thirty thirty thousand a year, but you got a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand in student loans. Okay, mm-hmm. you got it. so you making one hundred twenty a year. Oh, I got a degree. Oh, oh, oh I'm better than y'all. Okay. A hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, thirty-five percent of that's already gone to taxes. So now <laughs> yep. you so you're not in upper middle class no more. You back in middle class as far as like what you take taking home. Yeah. Now we are not we not even talking about let's say that take you down to probably eighty thousand, right at eighty thousand, high seventy. That's gone off the rip. Yep. Then you still got living expenses and we not even got to uh, to uh paying this loan back and yeah. and having fun, you know, just BS yeah. money that you're gonna spend just on whatever, you know, lot- going to the club or whatever, you know what I'm saying. So, you back at you down
0: to probably thirty twenty thousand 20,000 at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. So, it's like, yeah, you know- yeah, you make 130 in all actuality, you only take it on 65 after. After everything in all reality when it kicks in, you only having 65 and you ain't even saving that. You know what I'm saying? You're not even saving that. Gas, daycare. We ain't even talking about people that don't got kids. Gas, daycare. For people that don't got kids, jewelry, eating out, dates. Man, they crazy, bro. They crazy. And, and, um Before we transition to the next
1: topic, man, I want to say this you know, um, if you do not have any type of cryptocurrency, you are doing yourself a disservice. You know, um, I got 69 million shares and um, Elon Musk coin, and I got a couple other cryptos that I got stashed away just in case they
0: blow up, you know what I'm saying? So, right. they, they real cheap what's right it, now. It, they, it, they, it. they less than a penny. What's Elon coin? Let him, what's Elon coin? Is that the Doge coin or is that a... Uh, it- no, it's called uh, DogeLine. It's on uh, crypto.com. It's about to get
1: dropped on Coinbase, but all the cryptos on crypto.com and then you can transfer them on to either Coinbase or uh, right. Coinbase Pro to where you can do instant deposits to your bank account. Because you yeah. can transfer to your bank account off crypto dot com only do certain banks. And I know my military bank, it has a they, they not partner with crypto dot com. So I have to go through transferring it through different apps. Yeah, you might just get a debit card sometime. <laughs> or use a whole nother bank. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when you can see, you know, where you know, um, People are buying cars and stuff with crypto, so that should wake people up. You know, a lot of people be sure. in, in their own lives, and, but you got to pay attention to what's going on, bro. Like in the next five or ten years, people are
0: probably going to be buying houses off crypto. Oh yeah, it, it' easy that transfer over. Yeah, people are making. You got cryptos that are less than a penny, and that drink if it even go up to. <coughs> If it even go up to $0.50, cent, some people are making millions. That's where I'm
1: at right now. I got a crypto that's less than a penny now, and they got five zeros. What? I got 60, I got 69 million shares. If it goes up to a penny, it, it's over You're a
0: millionaire.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're a millionaire. Yeah. But, and, I've been, and I've been holding this coin for over six months. Keep holding so, So uh, right now
0: the holding time right now and I was looking at my stocks and everything is kind of balanced. It's kind of like at a plateau where everything like kind of, you know, straight along the line just at the bottom of the surge. And, you know, hopefully things, you know, I'm probably going to just pitch in every, every month, pitch in every month. Because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much just on a Robinhood. I have crypto.com, but I'm on Robinhood and, uh, and cash app. So, you know, I don't really deal with Bitcoin like that because it doesn't got too high. But um, maybe if it drops to twenty grand, just imagine if you buy a thousand of Bitcoin at twenty grand and it shoots up to forty grand. No, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, you don't have to
1: have what the what the what the stock is listed at to invest in it.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, you can buy uh, what a penny shares. Now they allow penny shares.
1: They only have to be pennies, like uh. So I don't make money with Bitcoin. Like you could put a couple hundred dollars into Bitcoin when it takes a drop, and then if it raises up a couple thousand, you still gonna make money off of it. You don't
0: have to have forty thousand. Right. You know. And yeah, you can just put a thousand. You know what I'm saying, Imagine You put a thousand into Bitcoin when it's twenty thousand, and it go up to forty. That's a good profit. That's a wonderful profit. That's a wonderful profit. Yeah, that's exactly what. That's exactly what I was saying. You you can buy uh percentages. That's why I meant to say I said penny stocks, uh percentages of the stock. You don't have to be able to buy a whole stock at a time. You know, a lot of people get it messed up. So yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, man. So we transition to the last topic, man. Uh, one topic I'm kind of passionate about is uh living in the truth, man. So you know, uh, you know, I'm not going you know, make no no disses or then, but you know, you know, you go in certain environments and you know, you know, people can't really, you know, one thing that I learned in life is, you know, when you are sure of yourself, like you know yourself, like you know that I'm not this type of person. This is me. This is how. This is what makes me tick. This is what don't make me tick. Like you, very sure of yourself. Like you have self-esteem. Anything. You know what I'm saying, right? People don't like that because you know a lot of life. Some people and all of us have insecurities. You know what I'm saying. So, but once you get to a place where your insecurities is at a minimum and you really living in your truth, then a lot of people might take that the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not trying to hide them for nobody. You know, what you see is what you get when, you, when people come but, in contact with you. And uh, yeah. I just think, you know, a lot of people need to embrace living in their truth because, you know, we was put here to live life And to, you know, succeed and to be the best possible person you could be. And, you know, everybody you come in contact with is not meant to be your friend or everybody's not going to like you. So the most important thing is you have to love yourself and you have to live in your truth. Because at the end of the day, when you go home and you lock your door at night and you in the house for the night, when you look in the mirror, you have to be satisfied with yourself before you satisfied or try to uh, um live for anybody else for anybody All else right. to like you. All you right. have to live in your own truth and um and w- once you get to a point, it's a process, you know. But once you get to your own point, it took me, I say, twenty six. When I got to 26, I was comfortable in living in my own truth. It took me to around 26. I'm 28 now right. to where I was comfortable in living in my own truth and being comfortable with people not liking me for certain things or or judging me for certain things, you know, because I'm like, you know, this me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not changing. And a lot of people yeah. uh, get accustomed to changing themselves or other people opinions where and it, get, and it puts you in a place to where your mental health is damaged because you're not happy and you're not living in what you're really meant to be living in so you're constantly going through life every day months and years is passing by and you're putting out this false image of something that you're really not and I think a lot of people just need to you know meditate you know, pray and just get comfortable with what you're in. You know, everybody's not meant to be the greatest athlete or, you know, the greatest musician or anything, but everybody do do have something they're good at. So you, when you get to a point where you have that self-esteem to live in your truth and you don't care what nobody say about you or what nobody thinks of you, that's a great place to be at in life. And I encourage everyone to find themselves Once they become, you know, when you graduate high school and you become a young adult, I encourage everyone to just find yourselves and living in truth once you found yourself, because that's going to put you at the most peaceful state in life. And you're going to be able to really enjoy life to the fullest, because no matter what people you come in contact with, you're going to be able to be yourself without having no remorse or
0: anything you know hanging over your head and uh well what's your opinion on that uh you know i i definitely i'm rocking with you on that one you know i i, I believe it you know honestly is being a being a only child and not having not having no brothers no sisters to really talk to anybody outside of mom and dad you know things things can get skewed you know and my perspective honestly just you living in your truth. I grew up the way, you know, people didn't. It was like, you know, you have too much. Well, well, you don't. we don't have what you have. So we don't like that. And I was like, well, why people think like that? And my dad told me, look, people are ass over and people are jealous. And one thing I understood when I started living in my truth, and it was probably around, I would say it was late last year. Yeah, I'm 27. It was late last year. You know, I turned 27 last year. But it's, it's very hard. You know, I'm being real honest on this one. You know, it was very hard when you come to living in your truth and you understand that reality is what it is. Because there's a whole lot of things you need to cope with. So what I got out of it was you have to be unapologetically yourself. You have to be a hundred percent yourself is some people live their whole life not knowing who the hell they are, or they've been living their whole life wondering if somebody saw them. Do they see me with this car? Do they see me with these shoes? You have to not give a damn you know and and I hate to say to younger kids because I'm young you know i'm twenty seven but it's just the younger generation say it more than my generation did. Is you have to give zero fucks, and you just have to give zero, none. You have to understand that what you're doing is good for you. It's going to benefit you, and you have to go for it. I, I'm not. I'm gonna. Make, I'm not gonna make it long. You know, I'm not gonna ramble because it's, it's very cut and dry. And you, you know, you laid it out real good. E. It's just. You have to stay focused. You have to re- really stay focused. Nobody is going to like what you do. They're not going to like when you tend to not care about what anybody thinks. Prime example, running this podcast. Prime example, it's doing this fishing channel. Prime example, your favorite YouTuber, your favorite artist. You see the negative comments that people say. Some of the things don't even make sense. Some of the things are pure hatred, just pure jealousy. So you have to understand that you're going to be you when, you. when you realize everything that you do is going to be sound, is going to be a very good decision. If you're going to think before you perform your task, you'll be okay. You don't have to stress yourself out about it. Everything will be all right. And you got to live in your truth. Don't live in your truth to the brink of insanity. Because a lot of people, prime example, and I hate to say it, but, live, you know, our community have a hard time with getting that twisted. Living in your truth is not being delusional. Living in your truth is not being illogical. You got to use your common sense. You just can't say it's my truth because, you you know, you, you stole a snicker bar and you was hungry. You can't do that. You living in your truth is knowing you got to work for everything in this world and you got to go get it. Living your truth, you know, you have to do things that you're not going to like in order to get where you want to be. I'm through. I ain't got nothing to say with that. I ain't got nothing to say about that. I'm through with that.
1: Yeah, man. And, you know, uh, living in your truth is uh, also knowing that, you know, when you know you have things going for yourself, you got multiple things going on and you know, um, people might not agree with how you go about doing certain things as far as you know, either making money or you know what you do, if you got a platform or anything, you know. You just have to know that, that you have to know living in your truth is knowing your heart. You know Right, you got you. know, you got a good heart, and you got good intentions with everything you're doing. You're not you're not out here living crazy, or you know, out here harming people, or you know, uh, just out here, you know, just doing the most as far as you know, living the wrong way. Then you can go to sleep comfortably at night because at the end of the day, you know, we came in this world by ourselves, and we're gonna go by ourselves.
0: I love that.
1: Say that again. Say it again. You know, we came in this world by ourselves, and we're going to die by ourselves. So, you know, you can't get caught up in what people think of you or what people assume of, of what type of person you are because a lot of people that talk about you ain't grew up with you or in your immediate family to even form that type of opinion of you in the first place. Because they probably only know you for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, right? So how so? How can they say what type of person that you are? They, you know, if they even been around you for at least a couple of years consistently, then that opinion is not even worth, you know, taking. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, right. Right. So, so it's like you know, um, um, before we get off of here, you know everyone just have to be comfortable in living in themselves and don't look to social media or anything in life for validation. You have to validate yourself before you walk out the door because you're never going to receive validation from anyone else until you validate yourself. So when you, so when somebody doesn't validate you, it won't, it doesn't crush your spirit because you, cause you, cause you know, you the stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know, you big, you big Sinclair or you big Ur, you know what I'm saying like I no, can't nobody tell you that you're not big or you popping you know what I'm saying so you know uh, don't look to things in life that's been placed in our lives as entertainment or you know things the past time to validate you in life you know just live in your truth and have that confidence to where when you're living in your truth can't nobody you know, tell you tell you off of it. You know, and uh, be humble enough to you know take you know uh, good good criticism or good you know things when it when it applies. But always be confident in what you what you're living in, as long as there's not nothing wrong or anything like that.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. You spot on. I'm not gonna sit here and repeat what you said. But what I am going to do is leave an example. The one thing people have to understand is, like you said, a lot of these people don't know you. So you don't need to be trying to kill somebody because they said something about your mama or about your daddy or about anybody you love. A lot of these people don't know you. You got to keep it pushing. You know, stay on your square. You keep it moving. Stay on your purpose. Yeah, man.
1: Um, uh, I appreciate you uh coming on the Eric J the Great Podcast, man.
0: Anytime. Uh, anytime. You know, man, I'll be here whenever you need me. You already know, man. I ain't doing nothing else, but I'm in, you know, I'm with these kids. I'm with my children. If I'm not in the shop, I'm fishing. <laughs> you know me, man. You can call me anytime, man. We're gonna give the people exactly what they want. You know, anytime they tell you anything they want to talk about, we'll feed it to them. Oh yeah, man. I'm uh you know, I'm doing uh
1: one episode a week. Um sometimes it, it's not it's more than one episode a week, you know. Uh uh I think last week I did like three or four episodes. I ain't never did that before. But, you know, I got two more episodes. We uh got an artist interview coming tomorrow and then I got uh uh an episode on Wednesday that I'm gonna do on real estate. Right. You know, I'm I'm going to interview this realtor and I think that's going to be real beneficial, you know, because as far as, you know, everybody got to know at least the bare (laughs) minimum about real estate when it comes because everybody's going to buy a house at some point, not saying that you're going to be selling houses and that like that. But, you know, everybody need to know the bare minimum when it comes to, you know, looking at the housing
0: market and things like that. So, Right, I'm about to buy a house anyway. In about six months, I'm looking, I'm hoping it crashed too, so I can find me a nice four bedroom. But you know, under under 400,000, you know, honestly, it's hard to find things at a good price. So, you know, I'm gonna be tuning in to that show, I'll be looking forward to that one, bro. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, you know, uh, this wraps up an episode of the
1: Eric J. The Great podcast, man. I need everyone, you know, uh, follow me on Instagram, Eric J. The Great. And uh, click the link in my bio. It has all my episodes on there uh, on every platform. I'm available on any platform that that you can have your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Overcast, Radio Public, you know, any podcasting platform. My podcast is on there on uh, YouTube, you know, the Eric J. The Great Podcast and Facebook, the Eric J. The Great Podcast, you know, like both of those pages and uh, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and and um, to my podcast and listening to my podcast. I appreciate it. And um, if anyone want to be a guest, you know, feel free to DM me or comment on any one of my videos. I'm uh, willing to have dialogue with anybody about any topic that you want to talk about. Because you know, um, I think in our community, you know, we don't have enough communication or just in people in general, you know, we don't have enough communication. when are talking about real life topics and a lot of people are wondering if other people is going through a similar real life situations that they're encountering on an everyday basis. So that's what I like to harp on real life stuff that I know people is going to encounter at some point in their lives. And you can hear different. From what's and what people. Don't
0: feel alone if you if you're thinking a certain way. Yeah, man. You already know it. Eric J, the great podcast, man. Once again, it's another good episode, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Arthur Sinclair in the building on YouTube, Above Water Fishing, on Instagram, FFR underscore Sinclair. Nut man, this is great. I love what you're doing, man. Let's do it again.
1: All right, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight, and we out.